Scholars today often note that the original New Testament manuscripts disappeared long ago. Although the famous early Bible scholar Tertullian speaks confidently of the original still existing late in the second century when he lived, his reliability has been discredited. Even if he were right, that would hardly mean that the original documents still exist today. As exciting as it would be to have the original documents still with us, it is highly doubtful that they are still in one piece. The likelihood of their existence is about as probable as the likelihood of me winning the Texas lottery without even buying a ticket. But let's assume, for sake of argument, that they still could exist. If they were discovered, would scholars even know it? After all, there would be no statement on the manuscript saying, this is the real McCoy, this is the actual original letter of Paul to the Romans. So how do we know if a manuscript was an original? And could any of today's known manuscripts be an original? There are three or four signs that we should look for in determining originality. First, the manuscript would only contain a single book of the New Testament and not multiple books. Each book was written and sent to a particular audience for a particular occasion. If someone claimed that a manuscript was an original autograph, but it contained the four Gospels or a couple of Paul's letters, this evidence would immediately discount it. There are very, very few known manuscripts of the New Testament, including fragments, that seem to have been originally just one book. And if we look at those, they do not measure up to the other tests of an original manuscript. Second, we would expect the originals to be written on rolls or scrolls rather than on a codex. A codex resembles our modern-day books in form and was invented, as far as we know, shortly before A.D. 100, after the books of the New Testament were written. The only book that comes close to being written that late is Revelation, and it refers to the use of scrolls within its text. All of our existing manuscripts, except for three or four, were originally written on a codex. Those that are written on a scroll were written on the backside of some other document, meaning that the scroll was intended for something other than the New Testament, since scrolls were normally only written on one side. Thus, already we have eliminated all contenders without having to go further. Third, an original manuscript would have to be dated to the first century based on the science of paleography, which principally uses handwriting analysis to date manuscripts. Some manuscripts give their dates of writing, which then becomes something of a sort of a template for how handwriting at that time in history was done. Although this may seem completely objective, it isn't. Consider the Declaration of Independence or the Constitution. Anyone who has seen these documents knows that they were not produced in the 20th century because no one wrote that way then. Biblical manuscripts provide a variety of clues about the date of a manuscript. For example, if the introductory letter to a paragraph is oversized and outdented, the manuscript is typically not considered to be any earlier than the 5th century because that is when this style became popular. If a manuscript has accents, it is not original since accents were used on biblical manuscripts for several centuries. There's only one manuscript that could possibly qualify as a first century document among all the ones that we have, known as Papyrus 52 or P52. It is a small fragment from John's Gospel containing John chapter 18 verses 31 through 33 on one side and John 18, 37 through 38 on the other. The fact that it is written on both sides and that the text on the second side is only four verses away from the text on the first side tells us that this manuscript was originally a codex and therefore could not be an original. Fourth, 
If the manuscript is a letter written by Paul, we should expect to see handwriting by two different people. This is because Paul almost always hired a secretary to write his letters by dictation, and he would sign off on the letter by adding a note of authentication at the end. Paul's handwriting would be larger than that of the secretary, who would be trained to have a petite hand, and Paul's note would occupy only a verse or two toward the end of the document. This was a common way for authors to authenticate their documents. I am not aware of any New Testament manuscripts in which the handwriting only changes near the end of the manuscript and includes just the relevant verses that would suggest that the author wrote that portion. These four criteria reveal that absolutely no original New Testament manuscripts have been discovered. However, should we discover a manuscript that does fit all of these criteria, should we regard it as authentic? Not necessarily. If such a manuscript were discovered, a single book written on a scroll dated to the first century with a change in handwriting toward the end of the book, it could possibly be a very early copy of a New Testament book. Two or perhaps even three or four other evidences of authenticity would be needed. First, the manuscript would almost surely have to be written on papyrus rather than on parchment. Although parchment manuscripts existed prior to the New Testament, they did not become the standard until the 3rd or 4th century AD. All 2nd century New Testament manuscripts are on papyrus, as are most 3rd and 4th century manuscripts. Second, scribal mistakes, as well as corrections, would be expected in the manuscript, especially in the longer letters. No New Testament manuscripts of any real length have no mistakes in them today. It is expected that these handwritten letters would have words crossed out or added as the writer proofed his text. Paul would have easily corrected his secretary's work here and there before the letter was dispatched. Third, a lack of nomina sacra might be expected in the original manuscripts. Nomina sacra are special contractions of various sacred names such as God, Jesus, Christ, Lord, Father, Mother, Son, Spirit, etc. These are words that are found universally in New Testament manuscripts, of course, and they are found universally as nomina sacra. The earliest known manuscripts that have these words contract them. Since this is the case, it presupposes that the early manuscripts produced by these scribes had a common ancestor, or at least a common understanding among the scribes. It is obvious that the use of nomina sacra started very early. For this reason, we would not necessarily say that a manuscript without the nomina sacra is an original, but it would indicate that it was a very, very early text. Of course, it is also possible that the nomina sacra were used right from the beginning in the original manuscripts themselves. Fourth, cursive script, rather than block letters, might also be expected in an original manuscript. Despite the fact that the earliest known cursive manuscripts of the New Testament are from the 9th century and all manuscripts from the first eight centuries are in capital letters, cursive script in the originals makes sense. Cursive script was not invented in the 9th century, but was frequently used in New Testament times in letters written by superiors to inferiors or relatives to one another. For this reason, it seems logical that at least some of the original New Testament letters would have been written in cursive script. Not only have we not discovered a manuscript containing the evidence necessary to authenticate it as an original, but even if we did find a manuscript with a single book, written on a scroll, dated to the first century, and exhibiting a change in handwriting toward the end of the book, further evidence would still be needed to prove its originality, 
such as being written on papyrus, containing errors and corrections, and possibly lacking nomina sacra and using cursive script.